On this week's episode of A Slice of Golf, we look into our Crystal Pro V1s and predict the future, asking what golf will look like in 50 years' time. We also talk about Xander's emotional win and why we now love golf at the Olympics. This is A Slice of Golf, hosted by me, Tim Williams. Me, Ben Fowlis. And me, Chris Wright. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of A Slice of Golf. We're back for another week. Oh, chaps, as ever, I'm joined by Chris and Ben. Let's not muck around. Let's get into it. Let's talk about what we've been doing. Busy weekend for the chaps, myself, less so. Uh, who should we start with? Chris, do you want to talk us through the Sunday Red Day? Do I want to shout yeah, I suppose so. I mean, I was on the losing team, so I'm not sure how much I want to go in go into the go into the reason to talk to us then. <laughs> yeah, I'm still still feeling a bit bitter. Uh, and after after I'll say I'll put it this way: we've we've now it was Surrey versus Sussex. This was year two. Uh, year one, we got absolutely hammered. It was something like seven and a half to a half, or something ridiculous. Uh, this year was closer. We got beat four and a half to three and a half. Okay. So it was better. I did win my match, although I've got, you know, when you're a bit like, I'm not really sure how I won my match because me and my playing partner both played some distinctly average golf. One of the guys on Team Sussex in our, in our pairing was, he came third overall in the individuals. It's just that every time he had a really good hole, his playing partner also had a really good hole. And me and my playing partner were dovetailing. So it was either, for both of us, it was either three points or nothing. And we just happened to do it on alternate holes and we ended up winning two and one. So uh, still not entirely sure how we won it. But yeah, really, uh, it was a really enjoyable match. We got the win uh, for our match, but lost overall, which was a shame. But uh, an awesome day. We had 32 people out at Leatherhead Golf Club, which was in, considering they've had a lot of rain over the last six days. Yeah. Uh, the greens were a bit soft in places, but apart from that, it was yeah, it was it was decent. It was uh, enjoyable. I enjoy playing Leatherhead. I think it's a nice track. Um, and for those who might not be aware or, or or inclined to know about it so far, just give us a very quick touch on Sunday Red. What it is? If people can get involved, want to get involved, what's it all about? For sure. So basically, Sunday Red, you've got the community. You hear us, if you listen to the pod, you probably hear us talk about it at the end of every um, show. It, it's free to join. It's just a, a giant community of people who are addicted to this awesome sport. Don't have to be a member of a golf club or anything like that. Don't have to have a, a quote unquote official handicap. Uh, and the events are kind of op- open to everybody. It's all just about having fun, having some competition. Um, yeah, we have uh, some little prizes on nothing major. No one's winning a holiday or anything. So. Uh, but yeah, it's all about having having fun, having a laugh. And you know, when we do the team the team matchup, Surrey versus Sussex, it's always the banter is always flowing. With thirty one people watching you tee off on the first, is always a bit uh, a bit of a th- <laughs> you know a, a nervy start for, for whoever's seeing off first. But yeah, no, it's it's great. It's all about having a laugh, having having a beer or two afterwards, and uh, yeah, just enjoying the game. If that does that kind of sum it up? Yeah, and if they want to, how does one get involved in Sunday Red? Good question. Uh, just go to sundayredgolf.co.uk and you can join for free there. That's the easiest way to do it. Uh, that will give you the link to the community. Then you can connect with myself, Tim and Ben are all in the community. So you can connect with us there. Uh, yeah, just do that way. Yeah. I mean, if you want to come to events, there's no like, you don't have to be, a, you know, it's like you don't have to be a member or anything. It's just sign, be one of the first to sign up when they get released because we limit the numbers. 
mainly because it's a nightmare for me to organise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how did, I, how did I play overall on the day? Uh, on Saturday, I had the best range session I think I've had in three years. In three years? Yeah, I don't think I've hit the ball as well as I was hitting it as I was on Saturday. Uh, I don't think I can quite put that down. Ben sent me a training program, Tim. I don't know if you knew this. Ben sent me a uh, get rid of the dad bod and start moving better program. Uh, to, to What was it you called me last week, Ben? Just week. Just play now week, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't think we can quite attribute it to that yet. I mean, we're only like two, two and a half weeks in. But yeah, I, I every shot, I, you know, when it was like, that was out the middle, that was out the middle, that was out the middle. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going pro. What are we going? What are we doing? I was, confidence was super high for Sunday. Uh, in fact, on, on, the, on the range, I didn't hit what, I mean, I pulled a lot of shots. Like that was my miss. It was just a slight pull off to the left. Nothing right. First tee, last a tee off. Big hamming slice out into the trees. Awesome. Great start, righty. Uh, and it didn't really get any better from there. I ended up like thinning or topping way too many shots. And I just couldn't get into a rhythm. I put part of it down to not being able to do a warm up, part of it down to just kind of not being. When I'm hosting, I'm kind of not really focused on the game, if that makes sense. I'm kind of making sure everybody yeah. else is is doing their thing. But yeah, it took, it took me nine holes to get into it. I scored 12 points on the front nine and. Oh. 16 17 on the back um so it just took me a while to get into it and and even on the back nine there was stupid shots that just were just not good golf shots but so i'm not quite sure where the range session went in between saturday 4 p.m and sunday 1 p.m but uh golf game disappeared somewhere in there but yeah i, mean, I, I, mean, I got as close as one of my closest efforts to a hole in one as well second hole uh knifey eight iron uh, you know, when you hit it and you're like, yeah. I even said, oh, I've hit that so badly. And then I looked up and was like, hmm, that's online. And, that's, and then it bounced and we all went, you know, no one said a word. And you're like, and it ended <laughs> foot from the hole. <laughs> I was like, that was just not a good golf shot. If I may, if I may, though, you wouldn't want that. Oh, definitely. Hole in one. God, no. And especially not on a Sunday red day where I've got to buy drinks for however many people are out on the day as well. That'd be a disaster. Mm. I feel like there's a conversation topic will come in that is in there at some point about no, right. if I'm, what, if I'm what one would you not be willing to take, but we, we simply do not have time to, to get into that. This yeah. But yeah, you're right. If I'm going to hit a hole in one, I want it to be on a nice, well struck shot. Not a, you know, Pops, Ben Pops Price always talks about his hole in one. I'm, if I remember rightly, it was, it never left, it never went above knee height before it went in, I think. If the, uh, if that, if, if you might quite, you might say that was wrong, but, um, yeah. I don't want it. I don't want one of those. No. <laughs> I've not had a hole in one and I don't want one of those. No, as in, I don't want a bad a bad hole in one. I want, I want just a well struck five yard draw, one bounce yeah. in the hole. Happy yeah. days. Yeah. Lovely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, overall um, my game was distinctly average, but an awesome day. Everyone enjoyed themselves. Team Sussex walked off with the trophy again and uh, uh there was rumblings afterwards of with my captaincy having now being oh and two. Uh, there was going to be a mutiny, and they were going to keep me out and have a new captain, <laughs> new captain for next year. <laughs> wow, <laughs> drama, drama in Team Surrey. I mean, 
you did commit, if I may, that the cardinal sin of assuming that range form was going to translate to course form, which no, as we I, all I, know, I didn't assume it was. I just felt really, really good, and I had the. I, I always have one swing thought and I had that swing thought and I was just like, this is working great. I, I obviously am very aware that I'm, you know, moving your game from range to course is not as smooth as we'd like it to be, but I'm still delighted with that range session. I'm honestly, I was, I'm still like, okay, I'll go back to the range, work on the same things. Now I'm moving in, and I feel like I'm moving in the right direction. And before, hopefully before long, it'll stop coming out on the golf course. Slice of golf, rule number 21, never trust a range session. No. <laughs> I like it, rule 21. Never rule 21. Trust never Why trust a range right? session. I want to refer to that. <laughs> rule 21, never trust a range session. Uh, I, oh, I, did message, I did message the guy who I was playing against the night before and said, just to let you know. No. I've just had my best ever range no, session. No, what wait, were wait, you thinking? Wait, wait, which, and I included, which we all know means I'm going to be an absolute shit show tomorrow. So congrats on the win. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Don't even talk about it in future. Right. Benjamin, have you, have you had a little, you have a little trip at the weekend? A little, I'm not going to call it a did. Hunger, but a did, trip. yeah. Had, a, had quite a big week, so... Um, the new golf brand is officially up and running. Uh, I had all the clothing through last week, so it's meant that it's been all hands on deck, getting everything together, website together, all stuff like that. So I've been nipping in and out of tea box, been there kind of for a bit today, uh, which is good. But heading back to the weekend, yeah, it was a friend of ours, 30th, and we went to uh, university in Bournemouth. And whenever we kind of have uh, a social together a lot of us always suggest well let's just let's just go down to Bournemouth you know that's where we where we all met and it's a bloody good time when you get down there so uh yeah I took bit the bullet and drove down there so the three and a half hour drive from East London as we all know that's just perfect uh golf prep so uh, and actually to be, fair, to be fair over the last how long we've been playing back into golf three years four years you've done zero of the drives so this is probably just making up for a little bit of <laughs> yeah. loss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I said to Dolts because he keeps he he's been driving. So it was like, right now I've got a car. I I should probably return the favour. And after the weekend, as I dropped him off, I said, well, that was a fucking stupid idea. I'm not doing this again. I'll just drive to yours and I'll just pay for your petrol next time because I don't like this. <laughs> no, it's not just the petrol though, is it? It's it's the it's the mind space. It's the effort of drawing. Like it's it's an effort. You should repay. The yeah, payment. he he made cardinal sin of saying, "Oh, I quite like driving." So I'm like, "Well, there you go." I don't. So we'll let you let you do the, <laughs> let you do the honors. I'll just drive to yours, and we can go go from there. Um, had good news Thursday night. I got the call that the big dog was finally back in stock. The driver shaft after nine long weeks had been delivered. Thank you, Ping. Um, so I got the. Uh, disco stick back for the weekend which is good so uh headed down as i said to bournemouth but there's a little pit stop about half an hour out uh in romsey paltons you must have heard of paltons park the theme park no anyone i think you have yeah Yeah. so it's not quite as big as you thought park alton towers I, i don't think well this is the golf center um it actually lines the theme park so, for, sorry, for, Portons Park is a golf centre. I thought Portons Park was a theme park. No. Yeah, yeah, Portons Park is a theme park. Right. Portons Golf Centre is a golf centre. So you have Portons Park, the theme park, Portons. But they're uh, not one and the same thing. They're, they're not, not the one and the same thing. thing. It's they not line, like playing... 
No, they line each other. So like yeah, the you've got golf balls being sliced into a theme park. Ring fencing. Yeah. It so you follow the border fencing of the theme park for like a four hole stretch. It's, uh, so it, it's quite off putting hearing people just like screaming their faces <laughs> off as you're as you're trying to hit putts. It's quite unusual. Yeah, it's quite uh, quite an experience. But um fair play to them. The course was kind of immaculate. It has kind of lots of different variety to it. Um it's quite tight. We played it off the competition tees both days, which which adds I think about four hundred yards all in total. Um, which obviously makes it a course significantly longer, so it plays played quite long for us. And in particular, there's there was a when we got on the first tee, there was a, a local rule in play that if you hit it into the deep rough, which at times was only probably ten feet away from the fairway, um, they basically just said, "Don't bother going to look because you won't find it." <laughs> it's just a one so local rule, one stroke penalty. Just play the drop, like right, fine. As soon as you hit the ball into the first deep rough, you understood why. It was like US Open style. We're talking just below knee height. Um, I have no idea why they've not taken a mower to it because those things will just be swallowing up golf balls all day long. And I can't imagine the members being That's particularly... They're getting, they're getting some free balls to sell, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe so. Trying to make up for, for lost time. So, hang on. So, so you, you, you hit your shot off the tee. Yeah. It goes... 20 yards offline what and or let's say you've sliced it and it's gone into the trees it's definitely ob you would still only have to take a one-shot penalty no if, if it's trees if it's standard ob it's standard only if it's in the the, the deep the deep rough it right. was it was brutal it just you okay. wouldn't even try and play out of it um so yeah that was that was quite an interesting term but um, as I said, first first day back with the driver, which um, first few felt really, really rusty. There was some some utter shite going on. But by Sunday, kind of we were back up to speed and, and back to where we were. The one thing that let me down all weekend was the putter. I don't really know why. Um, absolutely no idea. Putting's been great recently. But this weekend, I went 35, 36 putts, which Ooh. I've been sub 32 recently. And there were so many occasions where I was like, 20 feet away and i would knock it to like five feet i wouldn't it wasn't even within gimme range and it was just like five feet six feet putts that i i I'm, i would make them but just was the generally speaking putter was shite and there's no excuse for it because the greens were so consistent there they were immaculate and all consistent speed so yeah didn't feel great with that but um turn go you were unsure when we spoke last whether you were going to get this second round in because it was a 30th birthday party and you were wondering how hungover you were going to be. What level of hungover were we on day two and was your golf better or worse? Yeah, so the the the, the celebrations took a little turn of events. So instead of kind of going to another bar or so, we decided to make the brilliant decision to go to a casino. And all three of us got our pants pulled down and got spanked. So at that point, it was kind of like, let's go home. Uh, I mean, within about 45 minutes, I mean, one of, one of, <laughs> one of the, uh, one, one of the boys decided to fully send it and um, very quickly got uh, told that was kind of the wrong decision. I was kind of nursing it to begin with treading in a little bit. And then, uh, and then it very quickly tailed off caddy whose birthday it was started off he went up and then i think he got sucked into going quite aggressive and uh yeah what, quickly what lost 
uh, roulette, which is just stupid. Isn't it? It's just it's absolutely all down to chance. <laughs> I mean, there's there's definitely safer ways of playing roulette. I like, I like a bit of roulette. Game, right? Yeah, I mean, but by this point as well, the decision to even go to the casino it wasn't a pre-planned thing. It was like we'd had multiple beers, uh, had a bit of food, and we were like, right, where do we go from here? And we were like, well, there's you know. Let's not go to another bar that's going to be exactly the same as, as everywhere around here. It's just, you know, cross the road casino. So, uh, yeah, we ended up getting home relatively early, although very boozed because um, we were all just in a little, little bit of a sulk, feeling like we'd been a bit beaten up. <laughs> we had to go home because we lost all our money. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, kind of didn't feel too bad, or at least I didn't think we did. Got a bit of breakfast on the way and, and, and felt ropey and no warm up. Didn't swing a club until we walked to the first tee. I must have hit 15 putts and just spent a lot of time just, you know, going through what happened the night before and and, and kind of, again... Just reminiscing on losing 100 yeah. quid when you've ever lost 100 quid. Yeah. Um, so it was uh, quite, an, quite an upsetting morning, that, that, that kind of conversation. Um, and it really showed <laughs> on the first tee. So slapped a five iron down the centre. I was like, oh, okay, there's nothing to this. It's fine. And then decided to chunk the wedge from 80 yards into the deep rough. So that was one stroke penalty. Then chunk the next pitch from 60 yards. Great. So I hit that 30 yards. And then uh, duffed the next chip pitch onto the green. <laughs> and two putted. <laughs> so kind of walked onto the, yeah, walked onto the second tee like, well, this is... Uh, Writing could be on for the on the wall for this one early. This is, this is not not going well. Started off with a blob, uh, and then I decided to hit two of the best shots of my life. Absolutely ripped. Kind of stepped on the second tee. I think at that point you were like, "Oh, let's you know, let's just enjoy it." Absolutely hammered the driver. Um, it was a five hundred and forty yard par five. I think went driver five iron, left a five iron about fifteen feet from the pin. Nice. Um, so I had an eagle putt. It was one of the best five irons I've ever hit. Ooh, um, big, big drive. Well done. And then uh, I <laughs> decided to leave the eagle putt five feet short. So wow. continued, <laughs> continued on. Yeah, continued on the putting, uh, the putting uh, show, and then thankfully made the five foot for, for birdie. But um, you know, never leaving an eagle putt short, and well, broke that right down. It was from fifteen feet as well. What, what rules? What rules? Good what rule number are we making that? Rule thirty-three: right. never leave an eagle putt short. Yeah, no, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's that's a that's a higher rule than the than the range one. That's maybe like a sixteen or seventeen, to be honest. Okay. Oh, rule, rule I, I remember the like the, the practice stroke was great. Felt good. I was like, "Yep, that tempo's good." And then absolutely shat my pants standing over. It. <laughs> <laughs> Just completely decelled into it, and I knew it as soon as I hit it. And well, uh, wait, can I can I pause this for a second? Yeah. I think we need to do this as a discussion piece. Maybe next week, come up with like three rules each that the we need to set the the slice of golf rules of golf. The ten commandments. The ten commandments. <laughs> Done. Um, so yeah, and the the what made it worse is the lad that I play with. I get more stick off him than anyone else I play with. We both give it to each other a hell of a lot. Um, so needless to say, he lapped that up. The fact that I left the five foot eagle quite short. And, and mm. kind of dined out on that all day. Uh, mm. But if, after blobbing the first, I was 20 points for 40 strokes at the turn. So after that, yeah. I was, 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 was pretty good. So Sorry, with a blob, you had got 20 points on the front nine. Yeah. And there was mul multiple occasions yeah. of like leaving 
eight foot putts short and just not actually ever giving them a chance. So everything was good up until we got to the green. Kept the ball in play, uh, wedge shots was sticking them pretty close, um, keeping the ball. Yeah, on the fairway, I think I hit 66% of fairways on Sunday, 69% of fairways on Saturday. So everything was, was going in the right direction. Uh, it just got to the green and bottled it. It's like we've said before, you can't ever just have all it going at one time, which after the past few weeks is going. Uh, and then eight fell away a bit, back nine, 84 strokes for 35 points. So, yeah, Odd, slightly odd occurrence as well. 17th, we got to 17th both days. Stroke in next one, hardest hardest hole. It's uphill into the wind. It's like a 440-yard par four. It's fairly small green. It decided to rain on both days for one hole. Saturday was biblical. Sunday, not so much, but it was still raining. Just just rained on the 17th. Didn't rain at all for the rest of the round. Got to the hardest hole on the course. And the golfing gods have gone, well, <laughs> let's really test their ability here. And Saturday, my ability did not hold up. Sunday, I parred it. Um, so, apparently, proved to myself, can play in the rain. Just you can play in the rain. Just that's why it's stroke index one because it just always rains on that hole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. the theme park. There's actually just a water cannon just firing out from the theme <laughs> yeah. park. Over the well, thing. well, nice, nice segue because just go, just panning back to what you were saying before about what's the name of this apparent amusement park, which apparently is a big deal that I've never heard of. What's it called? <laughs> oh. Paulton's Park. Paulton's Park, you literally never I think it's it. probably only big if you're if you're from the south. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm from I'm the south, but I'm, I'm, I would still go to any any of the others. I don't think I've ever stepped foot near Paulton. I'm going to have a look at it now. Anyway. I mean, it's, um, it's south coast. Okay. Anyway, on that, Ben, I, I reckon you're a bit of a fan of just the theme parks, amusement parks. Would I be right to say that? God, yes. So just while we were chatting, I don't know why this came up in my head. So I started looking at Disney Disney World in Orlando. Four oh. golf courses. Yeah, the golf yeah. courses. Golf courses. Yeah, the golf courses are interesting out there. Yeah, yeah. I've never actually kind of seen, well, I've never seen much of them, but I remember seeing a, a, a golf thing about Tony Fina when he was like 18, absolutely striping it north of, of 300 on their, their golf courses. And people were going wild for him. I can't remember when I saw that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd be well up for a, a Florida trip at some point, lads. I'll tell you, the golf yeah. in Florida looks amazing. Yeah, take the, wags, take, take, the, take the wags, take the kids. We can send them off to Disney World for the day. We get the boys out I have no inclination to go to the theme park of Disneyland, but I'll go play the golf. That's fine. Maybe that's the future. Maybe that's the future of theme parks. We'll come on to that yeah. later. We'll come on to that later. Right. <laughs> Let's move on. News. Chris Wright has news. News. Actual news. Actual, like news that we that we may find interesting. Uh, do you remember? I can't remember. It was a while ago. We we spoke about how the PGA Tour had bought a large portion of the European Tour and they're taking over. And we were discussing what does this mean? Like, are they are they creating a you know a one world tour? Like, what what is this going to look like? What's going to happen? Uh, and then. I can't remember when it was a month or so ago. We looked at the race to Dubai rankings. And it was like the, out of the top 10, seven of the players actually hadn't even played in Europe. They'd only just played the WGC events and the majors. Uh, and that gets them points. And I was not a fan of that. I was basically saying, I feel like if you're playing on the race to Dubai, you should actually have to play events in Europe. Yeah. Was my, or on the European tour was my view on that. Well, news out today. 
They've released the schedule for next year, the PGA Tour. They are canning two of the two of the four WGC events are being removed from the schedule. And what they are doing is replacing them with three European Tour events, which will count for both PGA Tour and European Tour points. So the theory being that lots of the PGA players will actually come across and play those events on the European Tour and actually play golf in in Europe and that those points will count towards Race to White and PGA Tour, which I think know, I think is a good thing, but I wanted to know what you guys thought. Do we know where? Just uh, I, I should have written this down. Oh, I think you one of them was Scotland. Yeah, I think um, I saw something pop up on Instagram on Scotland, but I didn't read into it. Probably should have done. Um, the, the reason I ask is, like, I, I think that's, personally, I think that's great, but mm. I would love it to be, I think, I think you, you, you said Scotland just there. I'd like it to be Scotland because we talked about it endlessly on this podcast. I want the US players playing inclement weather yeah. conditions, like classic links, Scotland, coastal conditions, wind, rain, horizontal rain basically let's 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 really put put it to the test there because um that's yeah. that's a that's a massive part of that's a massive part of the challenge right i'd say with the exception of probably people that a lot of people that do live in the states a lot of golfers certainly in britain are just battling the elements on i would say 40 percent of their rounds potentially yeah maybe yeah so i can i can confirm one, it just tells us one of them. One of them is the Genesis Scottish Open, and it doesn't. I can't see the other two. It just says three. We'll integrate three European Tour events into the lineup to replace the two WGCs. So, what, have they have they announced why they're getting rid of WGCs? Because WGCs are a pretty big event. Like when we're talking prize money, world ranking points, uh, and, right. and, and all of the above. The here you go. The PGA Tour Commissioner uh, quoted: "This is a natural evolution of the men's professional game as it becomes more global." evidenced by today's announcement that involves three co-sanctioned events. So I th- I genuinely think it's a they want they want to move and create this let's call it the one that the world tour is is where I think it's probably heading. Yeah. Um they do obviously say we're fully invested in the two world golf championships. Um but hey. which WGC is it going? going? Have they announced that yet as well? What's that which two events they're losing? Yeah. Yeah, they were losing the. What was the? Me- I think it was the Mexico one. They're not getting rid of the match Mexico player. Though. Say that again. They're not getting rid of the match player, though. And I think they are getting rid of the match play. Uh... Oh no! No! Wait! 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 Mexico. Oh, it doesn't actually say Mexico's the ones. Oh, what's the one that's this weekend? The Invitational. I think that's the other one they're getting rid of. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Good timing. Good timing to announce it just before this before it happens this weekend. It's it's actually not very clear. It just mentions all of them. <laughs> I I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to quote that because it, it mentions all of them and then just says two of them. Two of them will not be there next year. There you hmm. go. Well. There you have it. Sh- does does seem a shame. I I, I think I, it's a great idea. I think move, moving the game forward gets more players over here. I've seen that yeah. they're boosting the prize purse, which is great. I would say I'm a little bit gutted to see some of the WGCs because they're a couple of the events that I really do kind of look out for versus you know some of the lesser 
events that you see on the PJ tour of which there's two or three big names at which I don't know whether that's a money saving thing or, or that's just the initial plans I don't know but that's my thoughts hmm Oh, well, well, there you go. Breaking news. You're welcome, everyone listening. Uh, we'll, we'll try and bring more breaking news as weeks go. <laughs> the grimmest face, because I'm not sure how much breaking news we're genuinely be able to give you other than around our, our own very average games. Um, right, let's, 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 let's move on. Let's talk about pros. So obviously, Olympics is in full flow at the moment, and the men's event took place over last weekend uh women's starts uh tomorrow recording this on tuesday so it starts wednesday so xander takes the win disclaimer it's still not a major so my <laughs> still does stand i wanted to set this up being like so last week you two just basically just said that xander would never win a major and i don't disagree this isn't a major but it is a fairly big competition mm-hmm uh, there's an interesting stat that I'm hoping one of you two will throw into the mix here. But how are you two feeling after get, telling him that he's not going to win a major and then him going and winning Olympic gold? It's not a major, so it still stands. I, and also, just a disclaimer: I don't want him not to win a major. Well, sure, I, I, don't <laughs> to win a major. I just made you. I was put on the spot last week, and I had to come up with an answer. So there we go. Um, yeah, I still stand by that prediction, mainly because I still think Morikawa is just going to come and dominate some of the majors for the coming years. Did you, the one interesting thing that I think may now change or possibly change your views on Xander, every time he, because was it three times or something, he's led in a major and bottled it, basically. And all his wins have come where he's been behind and he's chased the the leader and won. This is the first time that he's been leading on day three and actually been able to hold on to that win. And I pretty I imagine that will have quite a big psychological boost for him, knowing that he can hold that position. And I wonder whether that could help his chances of winning a major in the future. Possibly. The other thing I would say to that is I think and I didn't realise this going into, into the Olympic competition, and I should have read up more um, going into it. What's come out since, obviously, he took the goal at the weekend was, I would say, the amount of emotional capital that he, from a family point of mm. view, have invested in the Olympics. Um, so I, you, I, I, was, I wrote this down to talk about this. I'm gonna, I, it seems like a good opportune moment to talk about it. So um, basically, uh, it was an emotional win. For Xander, so for those of you who, who may not be aware, I mean, a lot of you will be because he put it all over his, his it's all over his website and his social platforms. Basically, um, Xander's dad uh, was an incredibly talented athlete in his youth, and he was he was training to be uh, a decathlete for Germany about forty years ago, I think it was. Um, I won't go into the the, the full details, but um, there was there was obviously a, there was a very unfortunate tragic event, which meant that um, he never got the opportunity to progress and represent at the Olympics. So there was definitely some emotional capital, I would say, wrapped up with Xander going into this weekend. Um, whether that makes it a distinction to kind of how he approaches the majors, I don't know. Um, but it did all, I suppose it puts it in a slightly different place from, you know, we talked about the Olympics last week about how it's not a major and doesn't mean as much. And 
every now and then you do need to kind of pivot and think, oh, you know what? It is the Olympics and a lot of people have a lot invested in the Olympics for lots of different reasons. So, um, yeah, maybe I haven't, I haven't come full circle on golf at the Olympics yet, but I'm certainly thinking about it a little bit differently as a result of the weekend for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I, think, I think after watching it at the weekend and, and hearing all of the players, well, it seems like all of the players, because there's quite a few of the high profile guys kind of bringing out the pouring of emotion of like what it means to be an Olympian, like Justin Thomas mm. and Paul Casey talking about it, obviously with, with Xander. Even Rory doing a complete 180 on it and saying, like, I completely underestimated it. And it's amazing. It's this. It's brilliant. I think it's, it, if golf remains and it continues to, I think you won't have any of the bigger names pulling out if that yeah. was a reason for them. I think it showed, I think that it, it was way bigger than what they thought it was going to be. And I yeah. think it's only going to help Olympic golf. I, I still, I, I, having watched it, I still, I, I now go. Could you get rid? I've now not got 180, but I think you know how like lots of the other sports have their different. You know, you you've got different distances on swimming. You've got different strokes on swimming. You've got different distances on the rowing, and all the different formats of the different sports. I actually wonder whether you go, yeah, we're still going to have an individual event, but we're also going to have a team event team and event. we're also going to have a long drive comp. And you go, and you go, okay, forget the long drive. That was, that was a little bit tongue in cheek, but you, but you go, yeah, you can, you enter as both an individual and you can also enter as in a team and, event. I wonder. And by extension of that, how about a team mixed event? That would also yeah, I, I think it plays perfectly into a mixed event for sure. Yeah, because you could have you could you could quite easily fit all three of those because what Olympics is is three weeks, right? So you'd have yeah. the men's and women's competition week one. You'd have then the, yeah. the team competition week two, week three. You'd have the mix. I think that would it would be awesome. two weeks. It's two weeks. We, we can make it work. We could definitely make it work. It'd be fine. <laughs> We'd make it work. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't um, think it's it's team stuff is is not something that is going to go away because I think every major news outlet that i saw posted something about what is everyone's thoughts on it the olympic golf being team event and you just scroll through the comments and everyone is like yes 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 please that's you know get that in there so it and it would be great it would be great to see a singles and then a, a team event yeah definitely um moving on elsewhere best most mental playoff ever Seven-way playoff bronze. Unbelievable. I mean, can we and can we acknowledge Morikawa's lie in the bunker? I've never yeah. seen a worse lie. A pl- like he hit a shot and you heard it hit, and you're like, "That's that's going to be plugged." And then they show the picture of it, and you're like, "I can't, you can't see the ball." <laughs> like, about, the I, ball? I reckon at best, at best, there was about fifteen percent of that ball visible. Yeah, oh my word! That's not what you want in a playoff, is it? Um, yeah, a seven-person playoff for third place. Just not obviously not something that's happened. It doesn't happen in golf because we don't. We don't. You just finish tied third. I oh, think that's, I think that was brilliant. I think it was really good for for golf. I, I think it was really it. good for to watch. I absolutely loved it. It was yeah. obviously it was it was early mo- early Sunday morning our time, and I think mm. I got the message from Ben that it was going down at like I don't know ten past eight or something on Sunday morning. That was me up out of bed, cup of tea, down on the sofa watching that playoff for. It took a while actually because obviously with seven people it did take quite some time to actually sort out. I think it took through to about 
half quarter past nine, okay. something like that, half nine. Um, yeah. I, I was watching it, and even the uh, even the commentators had to almost they were almost struggling to explain how it was going to work out because I think even they didn't really believe how it was going to turn out. Like they were explaining yeah. it as like a we think this is how yeah. they're going to do it. So how, how good was it? The, was it the second playoff hole where Morikawa, I think, topped his drive or something essentially, and or just didn't hit a very good drive, and then hits his iron shot and it lands an inch by the hole, rolls back, you know, a foot. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, that's the, one of the greatest golf shots. I, I, I don't understand how it didn't hit the flag. And yeah. then followed that, the three of the other four put it within three feet or whatever. I was just like. What, what this is a masterclass in short yeah. game. This is unbelievable. Pressure goes on, all of a sudden they can all hit ridiculous worldy golf shots. I mean it got to a brilliant position where it was almost like every goal, every shot was effectively a sudden death shot. Yeah, in that 100%. Yeah, two people eliminated after the first after the first yeah. hole. And exactly to your point, you're dropping it uh I, I don't know how far it was. I mean, it looked about literally two foot that Morikawa mm. put it from the pin and then Amazing. it's kind of like we'll beat that CT Pan was, was literally just outside it I think yeah. but yeah it was literally like every stroke was sudden death um, uh, honestly, I'm going to park that there because I'm going to come back to that later but what? okay fine um, but yeah it just got me thinking um, yeah I actually wrote down second playoff hole just for three probably the greatest approach shots I've ever seen in my life and can you imagine being Morikawa and just thinking, "There you go, lads. I've set, I've set the, uh, I've set the bar there. Beat that." And then watching three other people or four mm. people go and do it, you're like, "Right, yeah, right. well done. <laughs> you've absolutely done that." I think talking about the playoff as well, like you've got to give massive, massive credit for CT Pan taking that yeah. because yeah. the players that were in that playoff, a lot of players would have absolutely crumbled there. Was it two, two or three major winners that he was in the playoff mm. with? Players that have been there on the big stage time and time again. I was—I have to admit—I was rooting uh, for Redeki. I kind of just wanted him to, to to get on the podium, given it's his, mm. his home Olympics. I was a bit gutted he didn't, but you see, CT Pan win it. it was, it was like fair play, and also Sabatini got to give him credit as well for yeah. change, changing to, to to Slovakian uh, kind of taking nationality because he was he wouldn't have made the team for for South Africa. Um, and what was the he, him and CT Pan were both in the same final in the group, weren't they? And they were group 13 or something, right? And then they go and hit, what was it, a 61 and a 63 to make the playoffs. Yeah. What kind of mental goal? Like, just unbelievable to get into that position in the first place. And I just, uh, yeah, oh, what golf they must have been playing on that final day. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, if the... I'm, I'm now excited to watch the women's comp on the same course. Mm. Um, so, as I say, that, that's, that things off tomorrow. So, hopefully, that'll have, if that has like a fraction of the drama of the, the men's, then that's going to be a compelling watch as well. Mm. Um, anything anything else on the pros before we move on, Japs? Or should we move on to our, if you like, our, our feature discussion of the week? Um, now, I'm, I'm quite excited about this for two reasons. Firstly, it's a bit of a crystal ball kind of situation. And secondly, I, I ruffled Ben's feathers earlier because I meant apparently in the brief for this week, I mentioned that it was like the ne- what's going to happen in the next 50, 50 years time, what will golf look like? And then when I messaged everyone, the, the chaps earlier today, 
I put down, right, what, what does golf look like in 30 years' time? And apparently that 20-year that gap was enough to completely throw them. <laughs> um, so I have no idea where he's going with this. I don't know how batshit crazy he's gone with his ideas. I don't, if he, he's probably been watching Minority Report or, or something, um, <laughs> or Blade Runner is getting some ideas. Um, so, yes, effectively, the, the, the question I put out was, let's let's have a crystal a, a gaze in the crystal ball and figure out, like, what does this game look like in the future? So, I mean, let's just to appease Ben, let's say 50 years in the future. Let's just go with it. I don't want to throw him off again. So what's it going to look like? Who, who, who wants to, who wants to tickle on this? Who wants to go first on this? Yeah. I think, I think we do need to come to, to Ben first because quite clearly he's got some quite pointed directions on this. Come on, man. 50 years yeah. out. Are we now thinking hoverboards? Are we on Mars? Like, what are we doing? No, so I didn't actually go, well, I don't think it went that ridiculous, but I went kind of, oh, what's golf going to look like? And I split it into two from like us as spectators watching the pros and then the game in general and, and kind of what we'll experience playing wise and what we'll be wearing and, and stuff like that. Um, I'll start off with the pros first. And this is the bit that threw me because it, it kind of then starts to adjust my timeline of who's going to be the best player in the world who's going to be where, because 20 years is a long time. Um, so Can I, going I with... pause it just for a second? Go on, this yeah. is this is great, because I hope, uh, what this is, going to, this is going to show the audience, we have been asked a question, and you and I have come up with worlds apart different answers here. So yeah. this is great. I, this is the power of a, quick, a good question. <laughs> also, I, also, sorry, again, just to also jump in. I already enjoy that you've that you've thrown out the the phrase. Oh, this this interferes with my timeline, which just demonstrates <laughs> to me how deep you've gone with this. Yeah, yeah I, so, so when you when you when you posed it initially last week, I started having a think. I was like, no, I was kind of struggling for about five minutes, and then I started on Tiger Train, and then it just come flowing out, and I was just like, this, 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 this. this. So. Um, yeah, in 50 years' time, unfortunately, uh, I'm anticipating Tiger will potentially no longer be with us. He'll, he'll, be, <laughs> ni- he'll be 95. So, so what, are you predicting his death here? What, what year is he dying? I don't know. He, he's had some car crashes and some some things. I don't know whether his... Let's, let's his, not go down this route. Please, can we not go yeah. down this? We're going to avoid that rabbit hole. The, the, guy, the guy's immortal, basically. right? So Tiger will be there forever but we won't be on watching him play anymore unfortunately unless he's swinging a golf club at 95 then you know he might tee off at the masters first but that will probably be it but we will be seeing charlie woods and colin morikawa having it off every single week on the champions tour colin morikawa is going to be going to be pushing it a bit you know he's going to be up near 70 but you know timeless golf swing i think he's he's still going to be going to be doing it and obviously charlie woods is just going to have, have probably knocked in 13, 14, 15. Laura is how old? 80? No, no how old? 70. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Charlie Woods is, I think, 13 or something like that. Right. Uh, but on the main tour, we're going to have a 30 year old Eldrick Woods ripping it up at the PGA Tour. He will already have got his 10 majors in the bag, named after his granddad, you know, heir to granddad tiger um and i've got a feeling he's going to absolutely dominate the golfing world and he's going to be chasing <laughs> down both both charlie and, and tiger so, so have you have you predicted three consecutive generations of woods dominance yes yes, yes. <laughs> incredible that is exactly what i'm hoping happens i'm envisaging happen um after seeing charlie's 
you know, swing at the age of whatever he was the last time we saw him on TV and everyone went mental for it. It's going to happen. Question. Oh, yeah, go on, mate. Have the, have the, oh, I might be missing some really obvious ones here. Have there been any father son like golfers on the pro tour that we know of off the top of our heads? Good question. Ooh. Has this ever happened before? Is what I'm asking, basically. I don't know. Uh, I don't actually know. No. Carry on talking. I'll do some good. Yeah, good. Um, and then finally, my final point with with kind of watching the pros is that with American PGA Tour coverage, at, in 50 years' time, you'll get to see one backswing every hour. That's it. No more. It will go to adverts. It will go to <laughs> sea views, trees, scenery. But you'll get to see just one swing an hour. Um, and that's your lot, I'm afraid. Uh, right. And then on the flip side, I went right playing and, and the game in general. So kind of kept it fairly short with these. But I think kind of with a lot of things, we see trends going full circle and and, and, and everything changing all the time. So I've got a feeling we're going to go full circle. It's not going to be law. It's not going to be written in the rules. But I think it's going to be fashionable for us to have gone right back. And we're playing in tweed coats, ties, knee-high socks. We could just see it happening. There's going to be some fruit, some fruit cake. He starts it, and then that's it. That's that's going to be the style on the course. Maybe not the tweed coats in the summer, but it might work in the UK. Um, and ultimately, I kind of finish off with. Like, I feel golf is a bit timeless. I don't think we'll see too much of a shake-up in regards to formatting. We haven't over the past hundred and whatever years the game's been played. I still think it's going to be played over eighteen holes. There's going to be spin-off events of having shorter formats. But I don't think that's going to be played in the main in the main department because, as you know, we've said before, nine holes are fun. Playing a nine hole course is fun, but I always feel like that's just about my warm up, and then I kind of feel like there's something missing. And I feel like that would be the same if you if you were to play in twelve holes. So I think the the heritage and the history of golf will stay. We'll still be playing eighteen holes, but I can see general noise just being allowed. So when players are on tee boxes, you know, chatter amongst the fans is is just the norm. And you just have to hit with that. Um, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I think a lot more courses are going to start following Phoenix's route and going into more stadium holes because it's iconic. It's fun. They can make an absolute ton of cash. Um, I just think some of the lesser tournaments are going to start doing that. To, you know, we, we won't see it at major events, but I think some of the smaller tournaments, yeah, you're, you're going to see more stadium holes. That's your lot. Okay. Interesting, Interesting on the final point. Because yeah, I confidently yeah. predict Chris and I are going to go similar routes on this point. I'm, I'm just just to go back to Father Sons, we've got obviously the original duo of old Tom Morris and young Tom yeah. Morris. Uh, then we go into there's no one who's absolutely dominated both, but you've got Jack Nicholas and Gary Nicholas who played Gary played three seasons on the PGA Tour. Claude Harmon Senior and Butch Harmon um, would be a fairly famous one, I suppose, mm. and that's pretty pretty much pretty much it according to the one article that i've looked at here <laughs> uh, so yeah i've gone wildly different to how ben's answered this question i almost have gone entirely with format and uh gone into how i think the game will be played and viewed and i think a big part of this will be because of a wanting to get more people into it but making it more what's the word viewer friendly broadcast friendly yeah, broadcast friendly. Like you think about, and I've basically modelled this off cricket because you think about, you think about I, Ben. I don't disagree with you. If I were, my first question was, what did golf look like fifty years ago? 
and what does it look like now and the answer is identical essentially right there is apart from tech changes or whatever it's identical the game is the same i actually i actually hope that they go some slightly different routes and i hope that they actually do something like this because to get more people into the game it's the same as cricket right cricket right you play a four or five day test match whatever it is and it can still be a fucking draw what a bore like are you joking like you go still love it still love a test match yeah, but you go on day one you watch on day one and you're like okay well that actually whatever happens on day two three four or whatever is actually going to impact it. it's not many people and again how many test matches do they have a year in cricket not that many or do they have like i've known nothing about cricket quite a few <laughs> okay fine like i go feel like you probably year. get about 15 fine so golf every week is a four-day event people can't and don't just sit or not many people just sit there and watch all four days of all the golf that's going on so i think they need to make it more accessible to to the viewer um and i think what happened is it'll go a similar route so like cricket went one day test matches and 2020 and i do think golf will end up going this way i think that always keep this the the four day format I, that's not going to go anywhere and i really hope it doesn't um but i do think they'll go to one day events they already do one day events in the smaller in the smaller tours as you're working your way up um but i think that that would create a, a big buzz because you get every, all the fans going there for the one day you're going to have a winner at the end of the day um i think the 2020 version of golf Ben kind of ties in with what you're saying about the more stadium holes. I actually, it wouldn't surprise me if they literally built courses where there was six stadium holes and you, or developed the infrastructure around, you know, six holes on any golf course that you could play a mixture of the holes. And that's the six holes that they play. And they play of an evening and there's fewer players there's 30 players or 20 players or whatever that go and compete on that one evening it's a party atmosphere it's you know if it's in texas or arizona it's floodlit or whatever and it's a you know it's a party a party vibe for that 2020 kind of vibe for the fans um and it'd be a one night event don't know how it would work obviously six holes is not that many to get whatever distance between player one and player 30 but it would mean that players then actually are going i've got to go for it and on every hole they're like absolutely going for it there's no like i'm playing for a par here they're going for birdies like every time they're going all out and i think that would make it more that could be an entertaining evening out if that makes sense do you think you'd be able to entice enough players in for one day events money speaks right if you're going to make a fortune of sponsorship if you're going to make a fortune off that and i think if i don't know if it would could you tie them into PGA points? I have no idea, you know, if that's what it looks like. I think these could all be used as PGA Tour events or European Tour events. And as long as they do that, then yes. For sure. Why not? Like, I think that's, if it counts and they can earn points for it, go for it. Like, why not? Um, so if the Saudi it, if the Saudi Tour or the Saudi money that tried to start this breakaway league, if they were to start pitching this idea now, do you think it would go across? No. Or it, it, do you think the, it has to come from within the PGA Tour? It has to come from within the PGA Tour because then they feel like they can help with the idea. Like they're not they're not going to input someone else's idea, are they? Let's no. be honest. They're too they're too proud to do that. They're going to be like, no, rubbish idea. We're not doing that. 
if if you got someone in there and be like, hey, I've got a really good idea, push this up, and someone goes, someone at the top goes, you know what? I've had this really good idea. They can take full credit for it. They can own the idea, like it that I think it could happen. And that for me, I I would enjoy going to a one night, sitting in a stadium or sitting in a big stand, watching over the course of six holes or whatever. And and having a few beers and a bit of a party around, watching some pro golf hit smash it out over over six holes or whatever. I think that could be quite quite enjoyable. Yeah. Um, the only other thing, and this I don't particularly want, but can really picture this happening because of Top Golf and some and Top Golf have just been bought by Callaway, Ron. I think. Um, I think you might find more. Actually, I don't mind the long drive comps, to be fair. More long drive, like bigger, bigger long drive comps, i.e. loads more people competing in it. I think you'll find almost, quote-unquote, pro range players where you'll have competitions of, you know, like the Hero Shot Challenge they do on the European Tour where they're hitting to a tiny little target on a lake. I think they'll do televised big competitions and have pro range players where they're doing long drive comps, Hitting to targets, etc., and things like that. I, yeah, I I wouldn't be upset to see see the the size of, of long drive go because it, it it's, it's kind of sorry grow just because you watch what they do and they are incredible athletes for them mm. to be swinging at that speed and hit the ball anywhere on the planet. Yeah. Well, just to hit at that speed is is incredible, but to to get it on the planet, it's it's some feat, and I, d- I don't know the prize money. I have to admit, but the television no, exposure is is like next to nothing. So if that were to come in again, that's just another sport that I would get along with, and I would very easily watch it. See, for me, that's too much. It's too much of a depart. That's too much of a departure from the the classic version of golf. Yeah. Um, for me personally, and as someone that is, you know. Very, very, very into golf. Watching a long drive competition holds literally zero appeal to me. I'm no interest in it. The question is, the question is, would it appeal to enough of a market? Yeah. To to make it to make it worth what? Like, I don't know. Okay, I'm not gonna be able to come up with any kind of comparison. But I think if there's enough of a market that don't enjoy watching four day golf events, but would watch people like hammer out long drive. That 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 argument. That exact argument there was is the argument for cricket. Well, thirty years no, ago when they started one day cricket, and then twenty years ago when they started T Twenty cricket. So, yeah, it's there will be enough people that watch it, and then gradually that popularity will will build. I hear, I hear the, um, I totally agree with um, the needing to, well, not needing to, but probably the the push from the broadcasters to kind of condense things into shorter viewing times. I'm just saying, I'm not convinced that the long drive is what's going to draw people in i think it's other no, no. alternative formats no i agree it's, it, that wouldn't be my favorite thing i was saying this is more of a where i actually think something will happen um it's not one that i would be extremely excited about but i i can picture top golf doing mm. a top golf championship where you literally have like not necessarily pros on tour but guys who are extremely good at golf competing for top prize money and and it's all about targets and distance and whatever on the range it's kind of question going back on on all of this kind of away from the, the long drive stuff back to the short and condensed six hole stretch do you think the pga are there are going to be enough people in the pga that are going to be able to push this through or do we think no. that they're going to be stuck in a time warp forever because i i just can't see this is why i said i started thinking about this sort of thing 
I was just like, at the top of the top end of the game, I don't think anything's going to change because I just kind of feel it's just constantly. This is from a naive perspective. I don't really know enough about the PGA and who sits on the board and who makes the decisions, but I can just picture a middle-aged boys' club that are trying to yes. look after the heritage. Yeah, they're just trying to look after the spirit and the history of the game. And I just can't imagine them then being progressive enough to say, right, we're going to have a whole stadium course of just six holes and we're going to do this. I, just I, I, I think, honestly, I, I'm i not say, saying this is where I want it to go because I'm very happy with things as they are, just to be absolutely clear. But seeing what's happened into other formats and the cricket analogy is the perfect one, I can very, very conceivably see a situation whereby fewer four-day traditional events are on the PGA calendar and there are designated weekends given up and given to alternate formats, which mm. are designed in these kind of shorter windows, whereby, you know, the, the, the top players, you can say to them, you know what, you can go and play this event and, you know, maybe you say, you know what, there's no, there are no ranking points um, assigned to it, but there's, there's, you know, prize money and knowing the, the kinds of brands you'd probably get involved with shorter window, different golf formats, probably very different to the brands involved with the more traditional. So it's a different no, bad thing, no bad thing at all. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm not saying it's necessarily where I want it to go, but I think, if it is going to bring in new people um, and new viewers to the game and almost as a segue to the longer four day version of the game, then if it's a way to be inclusive, then I'm not necessarily opposed to it. Um, I mean, what, what you could do, and I'm just going to, sorry, Chris, I'm just going to jump in really quickly with an idea oh, that I go. down, um, was basically, and, and, and it was literally the seven way playoff at the Olympics, which got me thinking about this was you could conceivably have, um almost like knockout style hole by hole yep. formats where you kind of have however many groups you have um because you, you probably wouldn't even need you probably have like i don't know six balls going on it'd be a last man standing and yeah. it's exactly that it's like a last yeah. man standing so every Lovely. single shot is like a all or nothing sudden yeah. death kind of shot i think that's quite an interesting way to watch because you know think about the playoff at the weekend, you had like those seven guys all involved at the start. And then after the first hole, knocked out uh, was Casey and was it Casey and Matsuyama after the first hole that were knocked out? Was it Casey? No, it was those two, wasn't it? Yeah. And having like an immediate knockout situation after like on a hole by hole basis probably is a format that is going to bring people in, especially if you're doing it in like <laughs> six holes or seven holes, whatever it is. Condensed could you, view. I just say, could you imagine? Being like, right, week event, let's go. Thursday, let's start. Get onto the first. Your first off, shank your tee shot off into the tree. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, we're, <laughs> laugh, we're laughing saying it, but I mean, it would be drama, right? <laughs> imagine imagine playing it flying like 5,000 miles for the privilege, yeah. <laughs> for the privilege of knowing you're out after one shot. One like, shot and I'm done. Fuck. <laughs> now, one, one thing that's is kind of, it's popped into mind before and I didn't know whether to write it down and, and speak about it or not, but I've, I've seen and heard about um, some stuff and some golf clubs looking at more nine hole courses or, or yeah. even 12 hole courses and keeping it yeah. at 12 holes and an idea that i've kind of been toying with and i've actually come to, come to a conclusion that i i quite like it i think it'd be good to see because oftentimes committing to 18 is is, is too much for some people i i love committing to 18 
Um, and I don't think I'd like the condensed version, but having the shorter option for a lot of people is going to be good. So I can see some courses being developed with the idea of it's played in three sets of six instead yeah. of, you know, when we've played a golf course of two sets of nine, yeah. I think three sets of six that all start and interloop at kind of similar close to the clubhouse so people can nip out for six or they can nip out for 12 or if you want to do all 18 yeah. that it would be, it's just a great i just think it's a great idea for, for for any golf club if they can somehow put that in because then honestly it, if you it, it covers all spectrums of right if you want to play six today you play six if you want to play 18 brilliant well then you do all three all three tracks honestly i think if you if you can right now like England is just not a good, if you're in Arizona, right. And I mean, I mean, even England in the summer can work. There isn't, you know, like how football for me, like even when I stopped playing 11 aside, I was playing five aside twice a week, right. Of an evening, you turn up, you play an hour of five aside, you have a beer, you go home. That just doesn't like, yes, there's twilight golf. But there's no, like, and yes, there are summer leagues and things like that. But imagine having it set up. So as you said there, Ben, it's six holes and you have your your match each week that you're up against. That's me, v, Ben this week, me, v, Tim the week after. And you pay your six holes, your six hole comp or whatever it is. Like, yes, in England, we've got a, we could do 18 holes for a fairly limited time of the year. But again, you're still saying, okay, that's a full evening gone. Whereas if you can create the that kind of merge between top golf evening, but not top golf and actually have an evening of six goal, six holes of golf and it be a competition and it be competitive. And it's modeled after what would eventually be the pro game as we're talking about here. I, I think that would, I, I think that people go nuts for that. Again, it's drawing parallels to, to the cricket. A friend of mine, the reason why I came up with kind of, I had that idea and I thought it'd be good. It's a friend of mine has been playing, that I played with on Sunday. He's been playing cricket in his local cricket league. But it's not your traditional cricket. If you, it's 11 aside, you play 20 overs. It's eight people aside. It's eight overs per innings. And every person has to bowl. Yeah, and then it. everyone is included in the game. And the game's yeah, over and done it. with. He said within two hours. Yeah, um, and that, again, is where... It's just the problem being is obviously a golf hole takes up a certain amount of space. And sure. it's... The problem being of, of some of the courses that we've played, you play nine holes and you're in the arse end of nowhere, you know, Correct. a couple of kilometres away from the clubhouse. It's a pain in the yeah. arse to then walk back. So it's finding that space where you've got enough space. Yeah. So that it's basically three out, three back, and then three out, three back in a different direction, three out, three back. It's finding that think, space. I think at a pro level, they would obviously just use an 18-hole golf course and just pick six holes that work, right? Yeah. They'll go one, two, ten. 16 18 type thing they'll just pick the six holes that work for and they could probably change it do you know what i mean at the amateur level they would have to then say okay on thursday evenings you can't tee off bar here and then you play one two four like leatherhead was a good example actually you could go like one two three four 17 18 really easily and you're still within that level and i think clubs could do it you would just not have you just couldn't use the the traditional format, the traditional holes, if that makes sense. Policing and governing it as a golf club. Oh, sorry, we'll, we'll let you deal with that. We'll let you cross yeah, that, that bridge. That's so, uh, yeah. That is, that is not the topic. Yeah, that's no. on them to work that out. It's exactly. 50 years in the future. There's lots of yeah. time to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tim, do you have any others that you wanted to throw in? Or were you were obviously. Yeah, I had a couple of, I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, well, tell you what, I assume you've still got some more to talk about. 
Or are oh, you done? Uh, hang on, let me. I think I'm pretty much there. I think we've covered it through the various. Oh, the only the only other one I have, and you guys, I, I harp on about this a lot, is um more team events and yeah. one day events. I.e., okay. team one versus team two on a Saturday afternoon. Done. So that people can tune in for an afternoon, watch the four hours or whatever, and be done. And have a winner or mm-hmm. whatever, a tie or whatever. Like, yeah. I think that's, that would be cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think we all generally agree that shorter formats, one day, more, if you like, peak evening viewing on TV is, 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 is what's going to happen. We're not saying necessarily it's what we want to happen in all situations, but we think it will come down the line. Um, well, I would love a, a, an evening six hole. Yeah. To watch. I mean, I like, I like, I like my own uh, sudden death idea. If I'm, yeah, all that idea is fantastic. I'm in for that. I mean, if, if I know, I know we've, we've spoke, we have spoken about this before and Chris, you put the idea across of, of like seeing a franchise champions league, golf mm-hmm. leagues to so say Chelsea played Bayern yeah. Munich on a Saturday yeah. and they had their own golf teams. If they were to go to say like the fourth tier of professional golfers and say, look, we're starting this, would you be interested? Yeah. You're immediately going to get more prize money because on the fourth tier of, of professional golf, it's probably, you know, you're, you know, probably not making great cash. I would tune into that again because yeah. it's just my football team. And it's, it's like we've said before about the handball, the volleyball, you would tune in just because it's your own team. Yeah. Yeah, Athletic, see, Athletic Madrid have what is it like hockey, basketball, handball? Like they have seventeen yeah. sports or whatever. I'm like, just add golf to the mix. Yeah, and I think Why it would, it would even the, you know the golf's never going to be at the standard of the PGA Tour boys because you're not going to convince them to come over, and that that's fine. Exactly. But I would tune into it if it's a one day yeah. match and it's four Chelsea players versus four Atletico Madrid players. Yeah. I think it would be flipping awesome. I think yeah, it's struggle struggle to get a Birmingham side together, Timbo, but <laughs> <laughs> they'd be yeah, well okay, yeah. look, they'd be better than the football team. Yeah. <laughs> any, yeah, anything I, anything I to detract from Birmingham being awful at football. Tim, what are your ideas? What have you got left? Yeah, so the ones I've got left are um so reduced fields at the majors because and this might be very okay. Hear me out on this one, because what I'm saying is, men and women's events taking place at the same time over the same days. Um, I'd even go as far as potentially you even go alternate four balls. So four women go out, four men go out, uh, and, so, and so on and so on and so on. Have them out on course at the same time. Share the broadcasting. Share the limelight grow the women's game, grow the men's game. It's difficult because the very nature of, I mean, taking the Open as an example, because that field is, the size of that field does mean you can get the amateurs in, which is a really important, really, 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 really important part of the majors. But I think it would be really good. I, I, I absolutely, really I, I love the idea. Because I think at the end of the day, if you are playing in a, like the majors, it's supposed to be the best of the best. And if you cut down that field, okay, well, you're just going to have to play even better to get yourself in there. It's, you know, what you know, what are the chances? Look at the last majors, you know, the last run of majors. It's all of the big players in the world. The guy who is ranked 150th in the world does not go on to win. It's a real 100 to one shot. Ultimately, they're there just to say they've been there and potentially make a cut, pick up a check, maybe do well. 
But ultimately, a major should be, for me, about the best players playing the best courses in the hardest conditions in the best tournaments. So to condense in the field for me, brilliant. Go for it. Would you, would you keep the cut or would you remove the, or keep, remove the cut? No, you keep the, you keep the cut, but you obviously have the cuts unique to the, the men's comp and the women's comp. Yeah, but would you, so if you're reducing the field, so if you're reducing it to 70 players, would you have a cut, say, 20, the top 25 go through type thing? Yeah, you just need to do it. So you're factoring how many people, I think you're still working within the same hours of a usual major event, yeah, but you're accommodating both the women's comp and the men's 100%. comp within that time frame because that, exactly that to Ben's been. point, to me, I'm, I would place more importance on the best female players being on the course rather than the amateur men yep. at a major or even, event. Or even the guy who's, what is it, what, do they have 130 players? At the, I know the majors are slightly smaller, aren't they? But yeah, yeah I agree. I, that And that for me, oh, and this is where I go, does it just happen at the majors? Because for me, that, like we spoke about before with tennis, like this should just be happening. Like it should just be men and women playing the same circuit, the same tour, like they did in, um, where are they, Ireland this week? Like, what? why aren't they doing that? Why doesn't that already exist? Like that for me is something that has to happen. And yeah, if that means reducing the number of players, you then start going, okay, well, you have two events on for each week. You have the top tier event and then a second tier event. Exactly as exactly as Ben says, like it sounds. I don't want to sound harsh, but I would rather watch a a player a player that's in the ladies' top thirty in the world than uh, someone that's in the top. Someone's that ranks between one hundred and one hundred and thirty in the men's game every day of the week. Who they're not going to show on TV anyway? Who they're not going to show on TV anyway? Yeah. The other, the other element as well is because you'd have two simultaneous comps going at the same time. If, say, the men's event becomes a procession, let's say, I don't know, Morikawa is six shots ahead on the final day. Imagine if the if the, the women's event is you've got a three-way tie at the top. Yeah. Really brilliant exposure for the women's game there because all the attention snaps off the men's game, or a lot of the attention snaps off the men's game onto the women's game at the same time, same course, same conditions, why does this not it, happen? It just becomes simultaneous, as you said, simultaneous. Like you, the first shot you see is Morikawa, the next shot you see is Daniel Kang. The next, like it's just exactly. you're just watching. You're not going to just stop watching. Like it's just, yeah. It, that that for me, I I can't believe I haven't put that in my list. Tim, good work on bringing that up. That has to that has to happen. And for, I, for, I, for, I, for, for anyone doubting it, I don't think it robs anything from the men's game. If no. like when you think about it logistically, if anything, it is only going to benefit it because it it would then bring in every kind of viewer so new younger female viewers start getting into it because they're then watching the you know the females play but then also they're like oh yeah i quite enjoy watching the men's game as well so the whole top level of the game grows which then grows the bottom level so i don't see any negatives (laughs) as to why it's not happening now the one comment you might get is that for the guys who are starting out or the guys that are lower ranked it makes it a little bit more difficult for them to cut through but no, because I think all that would happen. Would I think you be, have, as Chris says, you have se- you have a second you have second tier events. Yeah, you just have a, like you just have a second tier event, and I know they already have the Corn Ferry Tour, but I think you mm. could still have the PGA Tour 
name or whatever. Well, like, like, like they have at the moment. They have alternate events occasionally. Yeah. And the guys at the alternate events, generally speaking, no disrespect to them, you don't really know who they are. You've not heard of them because they're alternate events. Well, the big boys are at the main event. Yeah. You know, that so happens. Like there's always an alternate event, for example. Yeah, exactly. There's no reason why I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was that was my my big big one to be honest, and then the final one, I just had a very general prediction about styles, of course, in the future, um, and very very simply, let's get <laughs> this is for the pros, by the way, not for the not for us because this just would never work in a million years for us. Narrower, less straight, more hazards. That's the course design that needs to happen. Moving putting, forwards, putting Sherman tanks in the middle of fairways. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, just take, um, just take bomb and gouge out of the out of the equation. Quite simply, bring the bring the artistry back, bring the thinking golfing back, bring the, um, yeah. You almost be like, well, if you're a big hitter, what ha- well, what happens if you're too much of a big hitter, right? Like. At what point does be, becoming a big become a bit of a, um, a, a not not so much your benefit? So yeah, I, I would like narrower. Yeah, as a narrower, less straight, more hazards. Got it. Higher, yeah. higher um, skill golf courses in the pro game for me. Not not in the average game. Not in the average basically, game. Basically, I need all the help I can get. Basically, just come and play the European Tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, again, I can't see why this is, you know, we've spoken about this lots. I can't see why this is not being done now. For me, it's the clear and obvious answer to slow down the whole distance debate. I don't know why they're not doing it at the moment. You know, athletes, they are, golfers are genuine athletes now. They are going to be hitting it further than what they ever have. And again, this, this relates back to the Tiger effect. It was always going to be the generation after Tiger. Just there, go and do it. We, you know, yeah. start making some adjustments, start making it so easy. But yeah, we'll see. Well, I think that that pretty much brings us full circle on the future of golf. And unbelievably, I think we've pretty much agreed on nearly everything we've all said there, which has never happened in the history of this podcast <laughs> ever, ever, ever. <laughs> I was fully expected. I'll be honest. Ben, I was, I was expecting you to come out with nonsense. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'll be honest. I thought, I thought the man's had too much coffee. Yes. There's going to be some weird shit comes out. Um, I you didn't know where you were going with it. Floating hoverboard. And yeah. from there. I thought we were in dangerous territory when we started talking about who's still going to be around and who's not going to be around. I was like, I don't, that, that wasn't the perfect. <laughs> Tywoods yeah. has taken his brain and put it into a robot and robots are now allowed yeah. to play golf so i'd watch it <laughs> tiger's brain <laughs> i'm in to watch it i'll be there so, hey we will see we will see where this game goes and hopefully some of the things we talked about will come into fruition a lot sooner than 50 years time i think it's mm. fair to say we're all we're all on that that hope and that track um fellas i want nothing more we, uh, anything more from you guys before we sign off for this week no, I'm all good. Hopefully got Super another hard. two rounds in this weekend. So Oh yes. Before we go, before before we sign it. off, myself and Ben are out on the same course on Sunday. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Where are you playing? Ben has Ben has snuck into uh around at Pedham Place on Sunday. Very nice. 
So uh, we will we will we will feedback with how we got on in uh, next week's pods. Um, as ever, I think that's it for this week. Uh, thanks very much for listening, and we will see you guys all in the next episode. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you later. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, can we ask you a few favours? Tell a friend, hit that subscribe button and please leave us a review. It massively helps us out and means we can keep doing more of this and building bigger content. The episode is brought to you by both Sunday Red Golf and Tour Champ. Sunday Red is a growing online community of golfers who love the game, don't take it too seriously. We organise competitions, coaching and loads more. So head on over to sundayredgolf.co.uk. And if you and your mates are looking to settle once and for all, who is the best golfer amongst you? Why not create your very own tour or event or race to wherever you live? This is all available over at tourchamp.co.